Welcome to the John Gardena Classroom. As today we embark on the first book summary. This is something new that I wanted to do. And what I'm going to do for you is read a book per month and give a review on it. And I'm going to go in detail. And the first book that I chose to do was spectacular. It's called The Men We Need by Bran Hansen. So there's six parts to this book, and I'm going to read you the highlights, quotes from the book that I had, and then at the end, give a little summary. So if you're listening to this in your car or at home, it's probably best to be in a quiet setting to truly digest these gems and masterpieces of well-structured sentences for your soul. And for all men who are listening to this, this book will change your life if you let it. So, let's get started. Part 1. Forsake the fake and relish the real. Rescue people take responsibility for the vulnerable. It's not about muscle, it's about your character. Having a purpose is attractive. There is power through humility. Actively meet needs. Actively show up. Actively engage. Man was created to take responsibility. A passive man becomes useless to those around him. People don't buy movie tickets to watch men without a mission. The scariest thing you might never become the man you are intended to be. Marriage is hard, and it starts with a vow to never quit. Growth starts with loyalty and commitment. John 15.6 A useless branch that has lost its value and purpose will be thrown into a pile and burned. The enemy has a plan to isolate us. The real female mind adds to us, challenges us, compliments us, confounds us, confronts us, and makes us grow up. Every woman loves a man who actually does real things in a real life. I want to have integrity I want what I write for you to match what I'm doing in my private life. I want to look back and be satisfied that I did real things and didn't waste my ambition on soul-killing stuff. It's God's desire that you will live truly free, not free to enslave yourself, but free to be the you we all need you to be. He's given me one life, and I'm going to be loyal to Him. He wants me to be fully me and fully present. The hurting would, would, and your hurting community, need you to solve real-world problems, protect real-world people, and fight real-world injustice. Decision 2 
protect the vulnerable. The people in your neighborhood, at your school, or at your workplace should feel safe because you, you are there. If the men show up, the most vulnerable aren't so vulnerable anymore. They have us. If we are focused on our keeper of the garden's purpose, we're a source of life for those around us. We stay more energized. We pay more attention. We are more engaged. We become encouragers. Your efforts matter. Your work matters. You're the only one uniquely placed in your position in the world to do good by encouraging others and by letting others know their existence matters. Becoming a threat to the vulnerable people is treason, and so is passivity in the presence of threats to them. If you made the decision to be a keeper of the garden and creator of order, peace, and security, you will stand out like, what is that phrase? Oh yeah, a man among boys. It's your job to shelter your kids. A good father provides shelter physically, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. You are here to shape character as securely and fully as you can before they leave your home. We want our kids to know God and be on mission for Him wherever and whatever the cost. You have to get to know your kids. Really know them. This may mean give up your awesome car or house and getting a less lucrative job in exchange for time. When should you give your child a smartphone? Whenever you want their childhood to end. If you are consistently gentle and respectful with your wife, your family will tend toward gentleness and respect with each other. If you are passive or disengaged, a measure of chaos will fill your home. Human nature will take over, as sure as weeds choking out the garden you're supposed to keep. If you're at peace, if you're growing as a believer, if you're active, present, and engaged with your family, your home atmosphere will be peaceful and everyone will benefit. <coughs> the God described in the Bible has a particular personality. He is the defender of the widows, orphans, the poor, and every helpless soul. I use the gifts I've been given to bring mercy to children and their desperate families, and I can't stop being thankful for it and energized by it each day. Decision 3. Be ambitious about the right things. The key is to ask for wisdom. Wisdom means knowing what matters and what doesn't, or what matters more and what matters less. You don't want to go through life without it. It's the difference between a life of meaning and one of meaningless. If you are not on mission and being focused, you will feel listless. 
millions of men do daily. I don't want you to become like so many other men who are lifeless shells of who they should be and who we need to be. My life isn't a highlight reel on Instagram. It's actually how I spend my days with purpose. People rarely, rarely applaud for the right things and the strength of humility is never celebrated. Your wife will ultimately respect you when she sees you have a drive to get things done. Bring all to what you're doing and make time go faster, even better. It's an act of worship. It's what you're made to do. Relationships are risky, but withdrawing from them in favor of comfort is cowardice. The men we need are men with the right ambition to go into the world's mess, into the chaos, into the mystery, knowing the Lord is with them and then see what happens. Contentment brings freedom. Discontentment makes you dependent. Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I have everything I need to do what I have to do today. The right ambition the best ambition is to become a man who's so secure, so sure of what his creator thinks of him, that he knows he's winning even when he's losing. Our neighbors and communities need men who don't keep the options open. We need men who commit. We find more freedom when we bind ourselves to the right things, to life-giving things, and things that last. Decision four, make women and children feel safe, not threatened. I'm learning, still learning about what it means to be a good husband and a good keeper of the garden and how to treat the woman that God gave me. The point of real love is to want your loved ones to thrive and flourish it may mean self-sacrifice. As a Christian, I came to realize the man I needed to kill to protect my wife is myself as a sinner. And that's a quote from Richard Phillips. If you're married with kids, now is the time to be home a lot. It's not the time to be relentlessly doing whatever it takes to build your career. Now is the time to concentrate on the people around you, the ones depending on you. If your kid becomes a doctor but doesn't truly know you, and she never got to see the real love for your neighbors, well, you miss the point, and you don't get do-overs. Having a family is hard, and a beautiful and challenging, and sweet, and frustrating, and life-giving and breathtaking and it's only for a season do not miss it decision five choose today who you will become tomorrow who we become is a direct result of what we pay attention to 
We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5 If the keeper's heart is lost, the garden is lost too. If you want to become the you we need you to be, hang out with people who you know also want to be the people we need them to be. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs 13.20 Ask God for wisdom. It's the most important thing you can request, and He promises He will give it to you. Wisdom is understanding the true value of things. We can harbor selfishness and bitterness at 19 and maybe get away with it while we're still youthful, but over time it will shape us and misshape us. God is very interested in who we are becoming. In fact, that's his central concern with us. We will either be more like him and an oasis of peace and strength for others in a chaotic world, or a distorted, twisted, grumbling machine. Men who are honorable serve as a foundation for their families and communities, but they may never really be fully appreciated. We need you to be the non-needy guy. We need you to be the one who doesn't hunger for constant affirmations or admiration. A man who is able to sit and listen, to root for others, to be a voice of affirmation and guidance with no significant payoff in mind. That guy is refreshing. No man ever steps in the same river twice, for it's not the same river and he's not the same man. Heraclitus, a Greek philosopher. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything that you need. A keeper of the garden is a man who knows how it all ends, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. You are created in the image of God, and part of that image is being truly free. Part of God's love for you is his commitment to your freedom. It's clear throughout scripture that he wants very much to, for you to enjoy you, for you to enjoy him. But that's up to you. Of course, freedom is scary because it means that not only capable of choosing to do immense good, of bringing healing, but it can also be capable of causing immense damage. Decision 6. Take responsibility for your own spiritual life. To my great relief, I have realized over time that God really wants one thing from us, and here it is. So gird yourself. It's loyalty. So you're a sinner. Yes, so am I. But we can't let our guilt push us away from God instead of toward Him. We have to keep interacting in spite of ourselves. Sometimes you might feel God around. Sometimes you won't. But that's never the point. The point is always His enduring loyalty to His people 
and our enduring loyalty to him. Anger is not a fruit of the spirit. It's a roadblock to experiencing peace, contentment, and joy. It subverts our efforts to grow in other areas. It keeps us from being others-centered. Anger stops us from growing up, and boy, for the sake of the world around us, do we ever need some grown-ups. Obedience is what is expected from the guys he handpicked to be his disciples. They're called disciples, meaning people who pursue discipline. Let's face it, so much of obedience is about acting in a manner directly opposed to our feelings. Who feels like praying for the people who are persecuting them? Who feels like blessing people who curse them? Who feels like turning the other cheek and letting some selfish, attacking fool dictate their next move? Obedience is love. You are responsible for your own pursuit of God, your own willingness to obey. Do not merely listen to the wind and so deserve yourselves. Do what it says. James 1.22 Don't let others convince you you're not enough or you don't know enough or you don't have the expertise. You can do this today. Doing things when you don't feel like it in the service of a higher mission demonstrates self-control. I have a mission in life. I want to serve people and hopefully speak wisdom into their lives. I can't accomplish this if I follow my immediate feelings. How to attack our self-control problems. Number one, expand the vision for who you are and who we need to be. Hopefully you're getting a vision for yourself as a man who is a blessing to his community, a defender and protector of the vulnerable. Number two, in light of the vision, use your self-control to change circumstances. Number three, be around people more. We need projects, missions, and communities that when we thrive, we all succeed. How to talk to God. I've learned to talk to God, to Him, and be honest, brutally honest, out loud. I encourage you to do this too. It's central to taking responsibility for your own spiritual life. Ask not just because He gives us stuff, but because God loves you, and because of that, He will do things for your life. One thing I'm constantly learning is that God loves me when I don't live up to my own standards, my own vision for who I need to be. I know I'm growing up, but the failures can haunt me. We are called to do Adam's job. We're keepers of the garden, protectors and defenders and co-workers in the kingdom of God. No one else can see the real, stripped down, raw version of us, but God. He knows everything about us, and He's not walking away. No one else can see us like that. No one can love us like that. Well, I hope you enjoyed these quotes from the men we need. This book stripped me down to the core 
and it made me truly realize that I need to be a better man, be a better man for my wife, for my family, my community, my country, and not just talk about it. I have to be about it, and I have to be very tactful because the enemy is always roaring his ugly head around the corner. So. I would advise everyone who's a man to read this book. I would also encourage every single one of you who's listening to reflect on your life and listen with that still small voice that God has in your spirit and look forward to how you can become a better man for every one who needs you now in the future and if you do that if you could just control that to become a better man and the keeper of your garden the shepherd of your flock and imitate Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior guess what you win now and you win in the end God bless <music>